following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, how are you feeling, church family? Hey, I like that. That was good. Y'all got eight hours of sleep last night. I can tell. Y'all feeling good in here, man. Hey, what an honor it is to uh, bring God's Word to such an amazing group of people. I never take it lightly. In fact, um, I'm humbled. During worship today, I just was hit with an overwhelming emotion, just the fact that I, I get to do and live out the calling that God has placed on my life here um, with the most amazing people on the planet, and I don't take it lightly. I am honored that I get to bring and open God's Word to you today. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to jump in. And here, here's, listen, our creative team got together. And man, are they creative, let me tell you. They came up with a, a sermon title. We, we kind of have this idea. And let me, are you all ready for the most creative sermon series title that you've ever heard in your life? It's going to blow. I'm telling you, you're not even going to know, like, how does this all fit together? This is so, mind blown. We're starting a brand new series today called... Summertime. <laughs> I told you. I warned you. Uh, no, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun over the next four weeks. I'm really excited uh, to dive into week one. But if you haven't figured it out yet, summer is here. If you've been living in your house like a hermit for the last month, perhaps you don't know. But now when you open your door, you are met with something that I just like to call the good old Texas heat, right? Like you, this is a gross way. To, here's how you know summer's here. Are you ready? When you get in your car and you haven't been in your car, but oh, 30 seconds, and this is disgusting, I know, but stay with me. You already have the back sweat working. You know what I mean? Like your seats are so hot that sweat is dripping down your back and you get to work and they're like, oh, did you just take a shower? No, I just drove here. That's it. Just got here. Summer, summer is here. Summertime is here. Kids are out of school to which the kids are partying and dancing. Woo, hallelujah. And mom and dad, you praying and fasting. Just praying that the kids won't tear the house apart. They won't drive you bananas. You love them, but they're crazy at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh, that's just my kids? Okay, okay, but summer, like in Austin, there's a lot of things to do during summertime. Let's think about it. Let's, let's name a few. We can go canoeing or kayaking on Town Lake. I'm an Austinite born and raised, so I refuse to call it Lady Bird Lake. But forgive me, it's Town Lake. That's just what I know it as. You can, you can go see or, or partake of one of the amazing new food trucks anywhere on any corner here in Austin. You can go see the bats fly out with your family. You can have a barbecue with friends and family, find a local swimming hole and dive in with your crew. Summertime is an amazing time to do a lot of things, a lot of fun things, a lot of things that will keep you busy. But here's what I understand about summertime is that if you're anything like me, that your routine can be shaken a little during summertime. And it doesn't matter if you have little kids or not, you know, that are in school. Maybe your kids are grown. It just, it always seems that summertime is kind of the, the season during the year when our lives are a little out of sort. We're running here and there. We're doing a lot of different things during the summertime, right? 
And once again, I don't know if it's true for you, but it's definitely true for me that that we seem to, to look towards the end of August. That's when school starts back. As the, the point in time to say, you know what, we're going to get our family flow back then. That's when we'll, we'll, everything will kind of get back to normal when the kids get in school. We can, we can get our rhythm back in life. Our pace will come back down to earth, right? And we'll, our family, we'll, we'll have more family dinners. We'll do, it'll just, we'll be normal again at the end of August. And here's what I believe, that if we're not careful... We will allow the craziness of our physical lives during the summertime to bleed over into our spiritual life. And the spiritual momentum that you gained in the first part of the year and the spiritual rhythm that you're in uh, of doing your best and putting, you know, God first in everything, that, that it'll start to slip by the wayside because all, there's so much stuff that we can do right now and I think at the beginning of summer I think right now is this really heating up and we're sweating to death outside I think it's okay to declare that this summer I'm going to keep my spiritual rhythm this summer I'm not just going to keep my rhythm I'm going to gain some spiritual momentum during the summertime During a busy, crazy season, we're going to make some spiritual gains. We're going to do some things that we've never done before spiritually. So it's a lot. Summertime is a great time to do a lot physically, but we believe summertime is a great time to do a lot spiritually as well. And I want to show you a a verse of Scripture here, a passage. Luke chapter 9, starting with verse 57. This is a fun passage of Scripture. On the road, someone asked if he could go along, speaking of Jesus here, can I, can I go along with you? And he says, I'll go with you wherever, he said. And Jesus, I love Jesus for a lot of different reasons, and this is one of them. Jesus wasn't, um, yeah, he wasn't so sweet in this moment. Have you ever been at a red light, and the person in front of you is also at the same red light? They just happen to be in front of you. And um, they're on their cellular device. They are scrolling the Instagram stories, the Instagram feeds. They're on fate, wherever they are, Snapchat, my selfie, yeah. At a red light, oh, back sweat, check it out. <laughs> and the light's been green for an hour. And you're feeling real spiritual. You got your spiritual rhythm. It's the beginning of summer. And you just give them that little love tap. Boop, boop. You know, your horn sounds real goofy. But, uh, uh, just real love. Jesus loves you and so do I, but move on. Please. <laughs> My kids are tearing up the house right now. Hurry. But then there's others of you in the room who are feeling less spiritual. And you give them the good. You know, like the real... He just, that, that, that hand just super glued to the horn. Hallelujah. Right? That's, kind of, I've never done that since yesterday. But that's kind of what Jesus does in this moment. He doesn't give the sweet beep beep. Jesus is, is kind of curt in this moment. He actually gives a very strong message to this individual. Jesus says this, he says, Are you ready to rough it? Rough it. 
We're not staying in the best ends, you know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me break it down to you. Kind of what, y'all don't make fun of me. This is in now, y'all. This is, in essence, what Jesus is saying. Now, you go follow me. You ready to rough it? We're not staying in the best ends because here's what I know about you, humanity. I know that when you follow me, you expect and you think that we're going to be staying in the Ritz-Carlton every night because I'm Jesus. I'm kind of a big deal. But uh, let me make sure you understand. I wore socks with no holes today for a reason, people. I know that you think following me, you're expecting a robe and matching slippers as your experience. I know that following me, you're looking for that Ritz-Carlton experience on this journey. See, you want that lemon-lime-infused water when you walk in. Woo! You want the, the turn-down service in the evenings where they come into your room and make, they put a little chocolate right there. Woo, hallelujah. You want dry-cleaning service, Right? Somebody got to get to the cleaners. You, you want, I mean, you want the, the royal treatment. You want room service? Woo! And this is, this is how we approach our relationship with God oftentimes, is that when I start following you, I want the robe and the matching slippers to go with it. And Jesus says, listen, if you're going to follow me, you need to understand that it's not the Ritz-Carlton every day. That there's going to be some, some bumps along the way that you're going to have to rough it a little bit. Sure, I'm going to change some things and I'm going to shake some things up in your world. But you got to be prepared. We might be sleeping outside. You might not have the most comfortable pillows with the highest thread counts for your sheets. So Jesus says to another, follow me. And he says, certainly, but excuse me for a couple of days there, dear Jesus. I have to make arrangements for my father's funeral. And Jesus says, no, first things first. Your business is life and not death. Life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Then another says, I'm ready to follow you. Oh, you are. But first, excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. Jesus said, no, no, no. No procrastination. No backwards looking. You can't put the kingdom off until tomorrow. And here's what I want you to understand. He says, seize the day. You got to take control of it today. You got to take, uh, take control of this opportunity that you have before you and make the most of it, not tomorrow, but today. You can't be focused on yesterday, what happened yesterday. You got to seize the moment today. 
Because today is a new opportunity. It's a fresh season to make the mo- in the middle of summer. Come on. It's a, a brand new opportunity for you to grow in your faith like never before. Summertime is the perfect time to seize your spirituality and make some changes in your world. So I want to share with you three areas of life. If we're going to really seize our spirituality, I believe there's, there's a few things that we've got to be willing to move away from. If you're going to maintain and even gain some spiritual momentum in your world, the first thing that we have to move past is some old history. You got to go to that spot in your life and click erase, if you will, delete history. I'm talking about divorces that were nasty, that you can't stop replaying in your mind. I'm talking about the bankruptcies. I'm talking about the health issues, the events in your life that you've allowed to define you, the events in your life that you have allowed to keep you from your purpose and the things that God has in store for you. The Bible would say this, and I love how God works all of this out through our worship. And as we closed the worship session out, the Bible says this, forget. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Stop it. Stop dwelling on on what was. That's what the word says. And God comes along and says, see, the reason why is because I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing in your circumstances and in your situations. Stop dwelling on that and start getting your mind in tune with the new thing that I'm trying to do in your circumstance. And the Bible continues, do you not perceive it? Can you, can you not see what he's trying to say? Is I got to get your heart and your mind in alignment with where I'm taking you. Can you not see it? Because I am in the process, people, of making a way in the, the wilderness. I'm in the, the process of allowing streams to come forth in the wasteland. And I wish that there would be some of us this summer who would be spiritually mature enough to have eyes and to have your heart in tune with the new thing that God is trying to do in your world. That you can see the way where there appears to be no way. You can see God working on your behalf and you can see in your your mind, you've got faith enough to believe that there's fresh streams of water flowing in what is currently the wasteland of your life. He's doing a new thing. So we got to move past our old history. The second thing that I believe if we're going to gain spiritual momentum this summer is that we've got to, we got to walk away from, we got to be healed from some of our old habits. I'm talking about addictions, sure. I'm talking about all the stuff that you've allowed in your world Sure, I'm talking about drugs and alcohol, but, but even, even more so in this moment, some of us have gotten addicted to our phones, let's be honest. And I'm not, I'm not judging anybody, but some of you have been on Facebook five times since I've been preaching. And I know it's not that entertaining, I get it, but still, we're, it is not because you want to, it's just something to do, it's there. I'm going to scroll, look, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, 
Right? This is what we do. It's, it's the way that our society is this day. We've gotten addicted to our computers and, and gaming systems. We've gotten addicted to certain foods. We've gotten addicted to certain language. Certain ways of speaking. And now it comes out and you're like, where'd that go? It's because it's what you're saying in your private life is now starting to come out in public. And you're, you're what? Got to be free from some old habits. I'm reminded of the movie Braveheart. Let's get real spiritual here, Braveheart. William Wallace, a.k.a. Mel Gibson, or Mel Gibby, as I like to call him, asked the group before him. They're they're facing a, a large task. A large army is in front of them, and he asked them, what shall we do in the brave group of individuals? They say, we shall run. No, it's not what he was looking for. And he comes back with this. Run and you will live at least for a while and dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that one for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies, and you know the line, that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. And I'm preaching to some people today, listen, who need to take a stand against some things that have been holding you captive. You need to stand up and say, listen, you've been weighing me down for too long and I'm not willing to allow you to do this to me any longer. We're going to march forward. We're going to move towards the things that God has in store for me. We've also, if we're going to maintain and gain spiritual momentum in our world, as you got to be willing to move past some old hurts. I know, I know you've been wounded, sir. I know you've been wounded, ma'am. I know there's been some things said about you and done to you that, that rock you at your core. And I don't know how else to say this. It's not the sweetest way, so please forgive me. But there's just some things that happen to us in life that we just have to forgive and move on. I'm not minimizing what's happened. I'm not minimizing the hurt and the pain, but you might not get the answers that you've been looking for while you're living here down on earth. And if you're not careful, you'll be 10 years down the road asking the same questions, living in the same rut, living in the same hurt, forgiveness, and move on. The Word of God would say it this way in 2 Corinthians. If any man be in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. See, here's what's beautiful is that there's not just a new thing being done in the circumstances around you and in the craziness of your life, but what the Word of God is telling us is sure there's going to be a new thing done out there, but He's done a new thing on the inside of you. It's not just out there, but it's on the inside too. There is a new thing that he's doing. Come on, can you get your heart and your mind in, in tune with the new thing that God has got in mind for you? So how do we do it? 
Matthew chapter 4, Jesus has recently been baptized. He's come off of a a 40-day fast. He's been tempted by Satan, and he's starting his Galilean ministry. And he had a message, and here's the message, right? From this moment on, from this time on, Jesus began to preach, repent. This is his message. This is is what he's, he's sharing with us, repent. The Greek word here for repent is metanoia, which means change. Change, change what? Change, change my mind. He looked at people and he said, repent. You got to change some things about you for the kingdom of heaven is near. And we've made this word repent like a, like a dirty word in Christianity. Like we envision somebody standing on a box out, out on 6th Street with a sign, repent or you're going to hell. But repent, and this, the idea behind repent is one of the most beautiful concepts in the whole word of God, that you can change, that there can be some things change on the inside of you. You can say, I'm headed this direction, but God, from this moment forward, I'm turning and I'm walking in the newness of life that you have in store for me. And will it fix all of your problems in a moment? Maybe not, but here's what I would declare. It is the first step that many of us in this house need to take. Just say, Lord, forgive me. Change some things on the inside of me. So this summer is the perfect time, I believe, to make some declarations and to change some things that are going on in our world, in some areas of our life. And, and so if I could just say it this way, I, I've got uh, just a few declarations that I think if you could get a hold of this summer, that you would gain some spiritual traction during the summer. And when the fall hits, when the season, when your family gets all orderly, come on, there's, the sky's going to be the limit for what happens in your family and in your spiritual life if you can gain some traction during the summer. So here's the first declaration that I think we all need to make is that this summer, I declare that, this is so deep, I'm not sure you can handle this, that I'm going to get closer to God. I know, I know, I know. James would say it this way, come close to God. And you got to catch this because the ball's in your court. You have to take the first step. He says, come close to God and God will come close to you. You got to make the first step. He says, wash your hands and purify your hearts. Watch, this is where we're living a lot of times in the summer. For your loyalty has become divided between God and the world. If you're honest with yourself today, I think many of us in the room would say, yeah, 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 that's exactly me. Is that this summer, come on, my loyalty has been divided between God and some things of the world and I'm pulled in multiple directions and I don't feel like I'm doing anything well because you've lost your spiritual momentum. And this summer we're saying we're going to get our spiritual rhythm back. We're going to maintain and we're going to gain some spirituality in our life. And I think one of the problems for us seeing the change in our life for not seeing it is the fact that we, we think it's so easy, right? We think it, that it's not work. We, we've envisioned the, the robe and the slippers and just, oh, I'm just going to breeze through life now. I follow Jesus. No problems. Who, um, Lord, where's my, my turn down service? I don't see no chocolates on my bed. In fact, I got lots of problems right now. I'm talking about your commitment to God. 
Maybe, maybe you got to get in his word this summer more than you've ever been in your word before. Maybe, maybe, maybe you need to fast. Go on a fast like you've never done before. Come on, taking away something physical in place for something spiritual. I'm not just talking about social media. I'm talking about good old-fashioned food. Push the plate away. Come on, I know it's hard, but come on, the Bible says only some things come but by prayer and by fasting. Maybe you need to get out of your comfort zone and jump into a life group and see the freedom that takes place through our life groups. But what, let me ask you this. What, what would your life look like if you made a commitment to being in church 52 Sundays of the year? Not one of us in this room would say, my life would be worse. Let me tell you, your life would be better if you made a commitment to being in the house of the Lord and to lifting him up every single time that the doors were open. And I know you're busy. I know there's lots of things on the schedule, but I'm just telling you, I'm giving you some practicality right here in summer that if you will show up to God's house and you will worship when the team begins to sing, if you will lay it all on the line, I'm telling you, your life will be better. Maybe for some of us, it's that we need to commit to tithing. We need to commit to sowing our first fruits into the kingdom of God. Hey, we're building a building out here. This is, this is amazing. Can you imagine? Think of the practicality of this. If everyone that calls this place home would commit to being in church 52 Sundays of the year, the building that we are building now would not be big enough from the get-go. Think about it. Let me take it a step further. If every person that called this church home would commit to tithing, we wouldn't have to take a loan out from the bank to pay for that. And watch. Just like your life would be better by attending church 52 Sundays of the year, here's what I can promise you, that your life will be much better when you grab a hold of this idea of tithing and generosity. It's just what happens. It's just the way that God works. We don't do it for his blessings, but he says, when you sow into my kingdom, I will bless you beyond what you can comprehend. Come on, I believe it with everything. If you've never, listen, if you've never committed to being in the house as much as you can or sowing into the kingdom of God, just take a step of faith today and see what God will do in your world. Watch what he will do. It will blow your mind when you start saying, God, I trust you with everything. I trust you with all of me. I gotta, I gotta move on. Our second declaration of change is this, is that I'm going to get in tune with my real purpose and passion this summer. Yeah. I'm going to find out what it is, and I'm going to pursue it. I'm reminded of a story that I read recently about a, a Greyhound racetrack in Florida. There will be beautiful dogs lined up to sprint after a mechanical rabbit leading them around the track. And in this particular race, just as the dogs were released, the mechanical rabbit exploded. <laughs> Gotta love technology. 
With the rabbits gone, the dogs didn't know what to do. One immediately sat down and rested. Another became so confused that he dashed through the fence and hurt himself. Several dogs howled and barked at the spectators in the stands, but, but not one dog finished the race because there was nothing to chase. And isn't this the way that we live our lives so often, that when there's nothing to chase, you struggle finding your meaning in life? And listen, I, I'm not talking about just pursuing the, the things, uh, wealth, and that's all great. And I want you to do the best that you can. I want you to strive to be the best that God has called you to be for sure. But what we do oftentimes is that when we don't know our purpose, we sit down and we get stuck. We try various ways of escape, only ending up hurting ourselves, and we end up eventually giving up on the race. I'm talking about your God-ordained purpose and your God-ordained passion. You've got to chase something bigger than what's right in front of you. You've got to chase something bigger than what the world would put in front of you. You've got to know what you're chasing and why you're chasing it. You've got to know what matters most, and that will fuel your motivations. We've got to have a sense of purpose it's bigger than money and a nice house and the recognition of other people. It's one of the reasons that, that you hear us push start here so much. Sure, you get to learn more about who we are as a church and all of that, but, but more than that, what the bulk of the time is, is that you get to take a personality test. We walk you through it and you see how God has wired you. The way that you operate, it's amazing. I took it again this week, and I thought, well, and it nailed me. I was like, how do you do that? That's so cool. But it, it was exactly me. And then you get to take a spiritual gifts assessment test to kind of see where in the body you might could start living out the way that God wired you and created you. And it's why we, we have start here is because we want you to live out your God-ordained purpose. We want you to discover what that is and be able to live it out. Shameless plug for start here. If you've never been to start here every Sunday during the 1030 service, you need to attend start here. I'm telling you, it will be the start of something that will change your world. This summer, I'm going to get in tune with my purpose. The third thing that I believe every one of us needs to declare this summer is that this summer, this summer, I'm going to do something that actually matters. I'm going to do something that really, really matters this summer. See, the, the fulfillment that you've been looking for in life and, and the things, in the ways of the world, perhaps, you'll find your true fulfillment. And you've got to understand this, that living for God is the most incredible adventure that you could ever go on. It's not a, a checklist of things that you have to check off every single day. No, serving Jesus is the most glorious adventure that you could ever be. It's not boring, it's not stale, it's not old, it's fresh and anew. He's doing a new thing. But the fulfillment that you've been searching for is found when you discover the purpose that God has placed in your life. It's found when you do something 
that actually matters. And it's work. It's, I think we've made it easy, right? I think part of it is, is our fault, and I'll take the heat on this, that jump on the dream team, serve, get involved. It'll be amazing. And it will. But it's work. But you know what kind of work it is? It's the kind of work that you lay your head down at night with a smile on your face, sometimes tears running down your eyes because you realize that that what you did today really mattered, that the role that you played mattered more in the grand scheme of life than anything else that you've been pursuing your entire life. It's the kind of thing that you say, this ain't work. I get to do this. It's the most fulfilling thing that you will do. I'm telling you, serving other people. And here's what you'll discover. That if you will dedicate your life to something greater than yourself, that God will fill your life with passion and adventure. And you'll find the fulfillment that you've been searching for. Pastor Philip, will you join me? Let me tell you where where the fulfillment that you've been looking for is found. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Hang tight. You know what? Let me borrow. Can Can I have this? Just thank you. I'm glad you wore socks today. tight as mine here's where your purpose is found hey man how are you my name's Brad what's your name nice to meet you welcome to Christian Life Austin welcome hey I know it's your first time are you new are you new to Christianity, or you need a church? Is there anything, any questions that I can answer for you? Listen, you know what? Hey, let me show you. The restrooms, when you walk in, they're right here to the right. I know sometimes we need those, don't we? <laughs> There's men's in the bathroom. If you want to talk to people, join, jump in a life group, man. Hey, you've got kids. Hey, let me, let me show you. Your kids are, let me check you in. Let me help you get your, your kid. Hang on just a second. praying for your family and we, we just believe that when you walk in the doors of this church listen that you are family we've been we've been excited about what God's going to do in your life and if there's anything that we as a church can do to help you or your family you don't hesitate to let me know the fulfillment that you've been looking for is found when you stop expecting the Ritz Carlton treatment 
and you take the robe and the slippers off of your own life and you put the robe and slippers onto somebody else and say, listen, I know you're new here, but I wanna help make a difference. I wanna live out my God-ordained purpose and I wanna help you come to know what it is that I know about Jesus. Because what we do, we get in the rhythm of living for ourselves, don't we? You just out there living for you, boo-boo. And Jesus is saying, if you will stop living for yourself and if you will give other people the robe and matching slippers treatment, you're gonna find the fulfillment and the joy that you've been looking for in life. And if you don't believe me, let me close with this story. Had lunch with a man this last week. Said, Pastor Brad, I just gotta tell you this. He actually sent me an email first and we had lunch. Said, I walked into the doors of Christian Life Austin on Mother's Day for the very first time. Said, when I walked in, I got more hugs than what I knew what to do with. And then as he was retelling me the story in person, there were tears in his eyes. And here's what he said. He goes, you guys didn't know how bad I needed those hugs that day. I've been going through some stuff in life and to just have somebody wrap their arms around me and say, welcome, we love you here. And he said, it didn't stop there. He said, we, I walked in the doors and I had my two kids with me. And as we were walking over to the kids area, he said, this is his exact words, my kids were, my kids were treated like kings and queens. And I am so, I'm so grateful for a group of Dream Team volunteers who have understood, they've bought in, they understand that it's not about me wearing the robe and matching slippers, but my fulfillment is found when I take it off and I put it on you so that you can experience everything that there is to know about Jesus. Just stand with me all across this house. So today, I don't know I don't know where you are. I don't know, here's what I do know, is that you, every one of us, need to take a next step today. And I don't know what your step is, maybe you've never placed your faith in Jesus. That would be your first step. Maybe there's some things in your world that you say, Lord, I just, I need to repent right now, I need to change. My loyalties are divided between God and the world. I'm pulled in so many different directions. Maybe for some of you, you, you need to step out in faith and, and jump into a life group, be a part of a life group. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe you need to attend Start Here so you can start to discover your real purpose and the way that God designed you and wired you. Maybe you need to jump onto the dream team and start making a difference in the lives of people so you can find the real fulfillment that you've been searching for everywhere else. Maybe you've never been water baptized. That could be your next step. Maybe you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on, that can be your next step. It doesn't matter how long you've been here or how long you haven't been here. There's always room to grow. So here's what I wanna do right now. 
My prayer today is that God would reveal to you your next step. And I'm gonna pray for you, but God hears you just like he hears me. And so in just a moment, we're gonna slip our hands heavenward as a sign of surrender, that's all it is. It's not to be weird, not to make it, no, no, no. It's just a sign of surrender saying, God, everything I have is yours. And I want you to ask God, we got a few minutes left. I want you to seek God for just a second. God, show me what my next step is. And Lord, beyond showing me, give me the courage and the faith to to act on it, to walk it out, to live it out. Are you ready? Come on, throw your hands up, Lord, right now. God, I thank you for the hundreds of people that are here in this house with us today. God, I thank you for the people that are watching online right now. And Lord, I pray that there would be no distance between us and the people watching online right now, that your spirit is just as real there as it is right here in this moment. And Lord, you know the next step that we need to take. God, some of us are repenting in this moment. Lord, forgive me. Some of us are placing our faith in you for the very first time. I choose to follow you today, Jesus. Some of us are are saying, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to be water baptized the next time that we have it. Come on, I'm going to seek the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to jump on a life group, in a life group. I'm going to jump on the dream team. And some of us are understanding today that during the middle of summer, we can gain spiritual momentum in our lives. We declare it today. We receive it today but we can't do it alone. We need you to go with us and to go before us today, God. Be our strength. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say it. In Jesus' name. Now listen. Listen. The ball is in your court. Because here's one thing I know about God. When you ask, he's quick to give. So he, whatever he's been dropping in your spirit, whatever that next step is for you, now you gotta have the courage and the faith to step out and say, okay, God, now's the time. I'm gonna seize the day. I'm gonna seize the opportunity that you've put before me and I'm gonna find the fulfillment that I've been looking for. And you can do it. You can do it, come on. You can do it. You can take that next step. And watch what God does when you step out in faith. It will blow your mind. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Wednesday night in the house of God. Hey, shake someone's hand, hug somebody's neck, tell them how happy you are to see them in church today.